turkey season right now? Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. Apparently. Didn't bear season just end too? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's still going, but really? maybe, maybe it was going on Monday and now it's done. But the hunters that were out there told us it was bear and turkey season. Huh. So. Yeah, I just saw I was talking to Lucas Moore about um, about bears. He said he saw cinnamon bear down on uh, fish hatchery. Hmm. And uh, yeah, just a little... Cool running through running mm-hmm. through the district there so well that's a great segue into what we we're wanting to, I, yeah. I don't know just because i kind of talk want to talk to you about just i don't know this is a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. podcast okay. uh we're calling it luke talkia <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so just kind of uh sit down and have a conversation with friends okay. and it's uh about things we're interested in mm-hmm. and um whatnot so i know you're super into like i don't know manliness, manliness. i don't know like <laughs> like the, the art of the art of manliness that yeah. that whole culture of like uh, it's like i don't know it's a cool culture uh, i mean kind of like the hipster culture they kind of going hand in hand mm-hmm. not always they're like overlapping venn diagrams right but there's um i i really don't mind seeing a hipster rebirth and a and a manliness going along with that because mm-hmm. um as annoying as some hipsters can be and like the the kind of faddishness of it mm-hmm. um i like the the emphasis on local like well-made things right yeah. along with it and just the idea of craft feel free to pull your chair up too up. sorry yeah yeah just make um, sure our levels are but like i think manliness is kind of the resurgence of manliness is kind of going along with that hmm. and you can there's a lot that you can criticize about it and like oh you know it's just yeah sure like college kids think it's <laughs> you know sweet to like grow a beard and say that they're manly and go to the gym and oh wow i'm such a badass now but um you know it, it is kind of neat that I, like um when i was in college in moscow mm-hmm. I'd be sitting in bootsers and i forget i think i was just discussing manliness or it, it wasn't even like this full-on philosophical discussion but right. one of my fellow students and i were just talking about something kind of manly mm-hmm. and uh and a couple of u of i college students ran up to us and do you guys know about the art of manliness and what do you think manliness is and just were like we were just talking <laughs> about this and they just kind of came over and hijacked our conversation they're like huh. so you guys are christians huh like what do you think manliness is and it was just like when does that happen hmm. and it just kind of drops in your lap yeah like they're just like yeah i just all my friends are getting into this art of manliness thing i I don't even know i what i think manliness is and so uh, dane wilson was there and Mm -hmm. he and i were just kind of like okay well since you asked like we think manliness is predicated on you know um, morality and moral principles to start with and they're like yeah that kind of makes sense like i'm not religious or anything but i really respect that and it's just kind of you know they were really getting philosophical about it Hmm. almost from a just from a, a shallow surface awareness of some sort of manliness resurgence that's cool right and they're just like what is that like i don't actually know what makes a man yeah was there like is this do you think this is like part of your upgrade I, i'm sorry i mean not introduce you this is can i say your name do you, can we oh, put your yeah. name out on the internet oh for sure uh this, i don't do privacy settings as much as great I probably should online, so, so everyone when i put his name out here just go hack everything he has on the internet it'll be great everything's unprotected <laughs> everything is unprotected uh passwords are one two three four 
five five characters uh oh. just actually one two three four okay one two three four uh great and you just repeat there, that if they require may, eight characters there may be a, a a letter or something in there um just to make it a little bit tricky but it's not going to be that hard because you know my name right yeah so. matt hurley is his name everyone <laughs> yeah. uh you he he is on the internet and uh go hack him no so i've known matthew for a long time yeah uh since he was just a wee lad some of my hacker roots go back to this very room playing video games with Luke's younger brother. Oh man, really? Yeah. Wow. What did Descent? Descent. Okay. Did you did you ever get on the Age of Empires stuff? No, I didn't. Okay. Really. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because we we talked about that a couple episodes ago about oh. <laughs> playing Age of Empires Segway. in this room. Yeah. But yeah. So Matt Hurley, everyone. Uh, Art of manliness. Thank you. No, so uh, when when did you get? interested like i know like like as a kid or was this something that like you came into or like like philosophically and just practically mm. like knives and bows and arrows and hunting and camping yeah. and like is is that manliness is that mm. what is that you know that's a really good question i've recently had to think about that a little bit because um one of the online forums that i to which i belong um is about motorcycles and mm. a specific um, model of motorcycle. But one of the gentlemen on there um, started a, a thread just asking about how people's different um, shaving paraphernalia or methods, because that's now a, a going topic. Like if, mm -hmm. if you're among other men that are interested in motorcycles and things, what do you use to shave? Um, which I don't know if that would have really been the case 15, 20 years ago, maybe, but um but this is a younger guy, and it's just now the right. cutting-edge question when you're among your peers talking about motorcycles. You say, well, do you use any straight razors or, or uh, double-edged Gillettes or, you know, going back to more vintage shaving methods? And hmm. uh, several people kind of jumped in there and said, yeah, uh, shaving is for women and children and, like, <laughs> men, men that want to look like women or children. Wow. And, and it just became this what is manliness thing instantly where – uh, a lot of these, you know, a lot of the guys on this forum are older, kind of crustier, like guys in their okay. 60s and 70s okay. that still work on these motorcycles from the 80s mm -hmm. and or 70s and 80s. And several of them were just saying, why would you shave? Why would you scrape a blade across <laughs> your skin? Why would you try to make yourself look less like a man? Shaving is a definite, like growing hair is a definition of manliness because someone said that doesn't make you a man or not. And they said, um, excuse me, when you hit puberty, if you're a man, you grow hair. And if you shave it off, you're trying to reverse that process. Do you feel like any of that was trolling? I mean, I know this is the internet. Uh, I actually don't because I've been around these gentlemen enough to know that they're not young enough to really troll. <laughs> they're in their sixties and seventies and they've figured out how to use the internet for informational purposes, but they're very, just completely genuine. It's kind of refreshing to sure. be on this forum and not have a bunch of trolls like bouncing back and forth, you know, go over to Reddit or something and then go back to this forum. It's a huge <laughs> difference in culture. Right. But the reason I, I segued into that was um, because I think like camping or knives or bows and arrows or anything that you mentioned, um, it do, do any one of those things constitute manliness? Mm -hmm. No. Um, in the same way that these gentlemen saying, that if you don't have a beard, you're less manly mm -hmm. by definition, right? Because manliness includes facial hair, and you are making yourself less less manly. Uh, I I had to actually think about that a little bit. What would I respond? Uh, 
Not that I was intending to engage in this online debate. Right. Uh, tip for the kids listening, it's not always a good idea to get involved in online debates. Right. But the um, question of whether or not a beard is more or less manly, um, it you know really goes down to manliness, I think, is more of what you do, hmm. how you act. Uh, th- that makes you a man or not. Right. And so I would say that, you know, there, there are, there's definitely a way in which you can say that having a beard is, is manly because it is a, a symptom mm-hmm. of manliness, but it, do, it doesn't mean you're manly. Uh, you could have someone who's very effeminate or um, cowardly that hmm. wears a beard. Right. And you would not say, well, but he's a little bit more manly because he has a beard, even though he's a little bit less man. You know, it's like, no, that's a man. And sometimes you can tell a man or a beard is a manifestation what I did manifest that, man. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah sure in, in the same way I would say that yes an interest in knives camping being at one with nature being a rugged man shaped by rugged lands is a manifestation of manliness okay um all right yeah I I'm not going to disagree with you on that on the same level yeah I don't know it's it is interesting I think there was this point in time where like I don't know, I think especially, like, you know, 18, like, there's this, like, how am I going to, like, define myself as a man? Like, you know, I can camp, I can, you know, or, like... Can you survive? (laughs) Yeah, but I was never that, like, like, I I knew I would die. I knew, like, I knew, like, I was like, nope, like, you know, like, you know, some of my friends, they could go out and, like, live off the land for Mm -hmm. a month. And I was like, nope, I would die after two days. (laughs) Uh like I remember, I went camping uh, with some friends uh, up at Ice Lake. It's like a nine-mile oh, yeah. hike. Yeah. Were you on that trip? You, was that when Brian jumped through the fire and like singed his socks? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was there. Okay. Yeah. So you were much younger then. <laughs> yes, I was up in the 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 boys and men. The boy, the boys and, and, and men. And there was the the, te- the adolescent team camp. <laughs> oh my god, rebel camp. Easily identified by flames shooting above tree level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had we had big fires, uh, but that trip, John and Brian, um, they took a tarp for a tent between the both of them. <laughs> they had two cans of refried beans and no can opener, <laughs> and that was all they brought. Like scrape a, it on a flat rock. <laughs> yeah, like it was like I do remember. Like they kind of like peeled it open with like metal shards, like by banging it against a rock. Uh, you know, so you know. <laughs> manliness i i don't know yeah uh you know but they're like all we brought was two cans of food in a tarp we don't need a tent and uh, i remember them mocking me and my my <laughs> friend because we brought i you were so comfortable because we were so comfortable and men should not be comfortable uh but soft lands breed soft men <laughs> that there was That's herodotus oh, oh of course quoting the classics another manly <laughs> endeavor uh yeah but yeah, but there's a there's a stroke of irony in which you know we woke up and like our tent had rolled to over to the side because we had not staked <laughs> it down good enough. It rained and snowed that night, and um, yeah, I woke up and like the river had like washed our tent downhill. <laughs> but so they looked over and laughed at us. But I also laughed at them because a river like <laughs> rushed down like because they pitched their tent in a little uh-huh. goalie. 
and like the river ran straight <laughs> under their tent. Uh, so there, yeah. Is that what actually birthed the idea for the um, the Indian style sauna sweat lodge that happened on that trip? Uh, probably not. Uh, who was that? Barley? I think Zach. Oh yeah, it. Zach. Yeah, yeah. That, on the same trip, there was a they we did they actually dig something out or did it was we either, just gathered a bunch of rocks? Yeah, and I, it was kind of a little embankment. Yeah, and, and we little, built a sauna. Like I think there was a tarp over it or something. Mm-hmm. And then you would take the hot rocks from the out of the fire, right? And pour water over. Pour them. water, yeah, and create a little sweat lodge. And go jump in the river, or uh, jump in the lake. Jump in the lake, yeah. And so it'd been snowing, so it was quite chilly uh, still. Mm. Um, I remember being in that sweat lodge with like <laughs> a bunch of like men, and like we were just like crammed in there. I was probably like I don't know, sixteen, and like you know, like all these like 20 year olds seemed so old at the time, but, and then like some of the other guys uh, from our church were there. Uh, but yeah, they're like, we're all crammed in and like shoulder to shoulder with like, you know, men in their box. Like now most of them were wearing whitey tighties. I'm not going <laughs> to uh, sugarcoat it. So we're crammed in there and like, we're away from the campsites and like someone ran down, jumped in the lake and like ran up to the sauna Mm-hmm. And we like we were like shoulder to shoulder. Someone's like lying across laps. There is no room, and they're like, "We can't let you in." And they're like, "Come on, we're gonna die." Oh yeah, like I think they're starting to turn blue, but there was just no room. I think the whole thing was like trying to collapse as like he was trying to like s- squeeze in, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Wow. But I mean, like those kind of antics, like we think like mm-hmm. boys and men and like doing crazy things, like. Is is that manliness, though? Uh, you know, I. I mean, I, I just. I, I want to say I yes. Would say that's but a manifestation. It, sure. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, is uh, is something good that you do righteousness, hmm. or or is righteousness something that you have like a state of being? Hmm. Um, I don't want to go into Greek terms or anything, but I'm pretty sure Aristotle would call that like a way of holding yourself mm-hmm. a way of being um and manliness results in a lot of antics i think okay and and sometimes the um those antics engender manliness cuz i think <laughs> when you go out there and you experience that and and hardships it's it's not so much that men need to be uncomfortable at all times but being uncomfortable some of the time prepares you to be a man sure and i've thought about that before where um part of being able to uh, be a man to protect other people means that you need to be able to endure certain things um and whether or not it's actually going to come down to a test of you sacrificing your own body warmth, nutrition, et cetera, for your family in a survival scenario, or whether that just translates into your attitude. Um, is, is that just being a good human being though? I mean, like know, on some levels, like I, I would, I would be tempted to think so, but I think it's more characteristic of men. Okay. And I think that's the way it should be. Um, and that a really excellent woman will be able to do similar things, especially in, in a motherly capacity, hmm. but that they shouldn't, that shouldn't be as uh, characteristic of them. That doesn't characterize them as much. 
So, so when we're saying that, what does what is that like? That sort of um, manliness, enduring, enduring hardship, being the the capacity to endure hardship for the sake of others. Okay, hmm. it's it's a moral quality, and uh, and it's an essential one for for men um, is uh, courage and a capacity for suffering. Okay. Yeah, and, and and you you cultivate that, mm-hmm. and that's that's often mistaken for manliness. So that if some jackass can do something unpleasant to himself, then you say, "Wow, that's so manly." It may or may not be. It may look like manliness because men can do such things. So so the the cast of of uh, jackass uh, manly because they endure so much pain. I mean. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out yeah. there. Uh, well, we do need to go to break, mm-hmm. but uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, Jackass and how the cast of Jackass may or may not be manly. <laughs> oh, man. After such a long hike, my back hurts so much. I wish I had something soft to sleep on, but I still want to be a man. Don't want to sacrifice your manliness, but want to camp in comfort with your buddies? Look no further than Soft Rock Pillow Tops. Soft Rock Pillow Tops? That's right. Soft as a rock. Weighing in at a mere 18 pounds, you'll never feel the weight. After such a great night's sleep, I don't even feel the weight. You're right! Quick, call in now. My manager just said that we're running out. The phones are ringing off the hook. Can I get my pillow... Rock pillow as well? Oh yes, rock pillow now. Thrown in free if you're the fifth caller. I'm calling now. Hello? Luke, are you the fifth caller? That's great. You just got your pillow rock thrown in. (laughs) Happy camping. Ow! I mean, it feels great. Thanks. Be a man with Pillow Top Camp Solutions. And we're back. Thanks for uh, thank, thank you to our sponsors. We really appreciate you uh, on this show. Um, so we are talking about um, antics and suffering and how it, uh, especially suffering for others as like a moral core, um, and how that relates to like suffering as like jackass. Like, um, have you seen the show Jackass? I actually have not. Believe it or not. Okay. Do you know the premise of the show? No. Tell me about it. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's basically just a bunch of guys being idiots and like, uh, but they like put themselves in like really stupid situations. So they'll like Mm. take like tricycles and like jump them off of 30 foot jumps or, um, you know, just standard, uh, childish antics Mm -hmm. in which they whack each other in the balls and like, you know, whatever. And like, just like pranking and, uh, but you know, they'll like, you know, I don't know, like do a bungee jump off of a bridge. Mm uh you know 30 feet down into water and like belly flop on purpose <laughs> you know and like th- this is funny but you know yeah. like it's it's suffering is it, but is that manliness you know like these antics um or is that childishness like or does the again this come back to the core i mean i i have belly flopped mm-hmm. off of a uh, rope swing uh just to do it which was very foolish i i very much regret it uh you know i think there's an element of that that needs to needs to happen in in a man's life or especially in a boy's life um 
And I, I think yeah, that's, can, pe- that's, can people get too serious about manliness? Like, yes, yes, they can, um, especially when it's it's whoring after the symptoms of manliness. Okay, you know when when that's your end goal. Um, I think that's when you get a lot of um, uh, arrogance. Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of uh, alpha male. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to be superior. Let me demonstrate my, you know superior capabilities to you have you ever encountered that or have you ever been that a little bit of both (laughs) i think i i tend to be a a more um passive person in general but i i still take a certain pride in uh manliness in it and actually it's possible to to take pride in your capacity to suffering in a way that actually kind of shuts people out and is not at all helpful to them. (laughs) But at the same time, yeah, I think um, my own tendency is not so much to um, showboat it or, uh, you know, try to um, one up other guys around me, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I look down on them in my mind, Um, (laughs) you know, and, and I think that that's foolishness. Um, But, but to a certain extent, I think the, the kind of just absolutely, reckless jackassery that you're describing uh does have a place um but it 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 can it can be a lot of different things and so sometimes that's all in complete like good manly humor mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just doing that to show off and almost maybe I'm getting too obscure here but sometimes that's just like being crude for the sake of being crude and just kind of you know thinking it will impress women maybe and it actually doesn't it's just kind of so putting a snake down your boxers impresses women (laughs) some people might think it does (laughs) in a sort of you know i'm so macho and devil may care and uh, there is certainly a a macho devil may care spirit that does impress women sure and intimidate other men but at a certain level a certain uh level of crudeness particularly it becomes this kind of uh guy circle of you know, back padding. We're so, you know, we're so badass that right. they don't, they're completely oblivious to the fact that most people are kind of looking down on them and, and, and enjoy laughing at them maybe. And they feed off of that. But on the other hand, there's, there's a time in every teenage boy's life that you got to do some stupid things just for the sake of it. Right. And if you are progressing in maturity, then you do grow out of that. How, so how does, how does this formula of manual manliness, like translate over into like suburban America? Like maybe like, hmm. you know, the, you grew up in the mountains, right? Like right. you, like th- this is your home country. Like your closest neighbor, you know, is, is a deer. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so like you have this opportunity to mm. go hunting and hiking and right. like, you know, the closest hiking trail is what? 10 minutes away. And then it's uh, closer five, to five, five minutes, less than that. Now. I mean, right. you, you live right up at the like trailheads. Trail. Yeah. And so for like, sure. um, but you know, for someone who can't has to really go out of their way to like have this experience aside from like camping in their backyards and like maybe seeing, mm. you know, five stars, mm-hmm. you know, over the wailing of police sirens. Like right. how, how is manliness manifested there? Like, is, is this too old world mm. of an, of a concept of manliness? You know, it can be, um, 
too idolized and too specific, especially in a like a manliness resurgence kind of culture where mm-hmm. there's a pressure. Sure, I've waxed order, my mustache. In order to be manly, you need to get back to that. You know, that's mm. kind. Of, that, that's the subtext to a right. lot of contemporary. You need manly to butcher your projects. own pig. You need to, you know. Yeah, it's uh. Wait, you mean that? you live in an area where you're not making efforts to seek out a, a local source of meat or whatever, what, what, hmm. what you may fill in the blank there. But um, yeah, that that's an over the top way of emphasizing old world culture. So th- the way manliness can manifest itself in uh, urban culture um, would look a good bit different than it does in, in a rural area, but not so different as you might think, because uh, if if I'm correct in thinking that manliness is more of a moral quality, manliness is going to be evident by someone's actions, attitudes, um, how they treat other people. Mm-hmm. And that, that will be just as evident in a city. Um, and, you know, maybe the gentleman in question only wears suits and he's not, maybe he's not dressed for uh, rugged, terrible weather. And yeah. maybe his genes don't permit him to to grow a beard, but people will say that's a gentleman or because the genes are too tight. I was talking about other genes. But, oh, genetics. Yeah, okay. Genetics. All right. Okay. But well, yeah, I've I, heard I that. I've heard, heard that, that skinny genes that do leg in- hair does mm-hmm. fade out after yeah. a certain mm-hmm. period of, well, and also uh, inhibits some testosterone kind of inhibits beard growth too. Is what I've heard. Certainly. And I, even in an urban scenario, you might be well advised to ditch the, the, stranglers but um <laughs> well yeah and that's an interest like an, th- another side of manliness the the tuxedo the mm-hmm. the, the suave yeah debonair yeah. and i mean that more charming gentleman mm-hmm. but you know sometimes there goes along with that this sense of uh you know um a player and someone with loose morals and and uh, i think that's actually often held an antithesis to the rugged conservative gentleman of one woman and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's, there's elements of both that are certainly manly, but, Mm -hmm. um, but to get back to, to the original question, I think it it, it is quite possible to be manly in an urban setting and that it will look different, but that I, I think I'm, I feel very fortunate to be in a rural setting um, because a lot of the experiences you can have there prepare you to, right. to, to be a man in the sense of being willing to, to suffer and put, put yourself out there um, to provide and protect. Right. Um, is it is it hard being this far away from like a Patagonia outlet or REI outlet strips? You I know? don't own anything from Patagonia. <laughs> it's too mainstream now. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're a Filson guy. Is that Filson, right? Filson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's a whole nother thing of like the marketing of manliness. Like, mm-hmm. there's definitely like sure. a whole whole subculture of like, okay, let's market to this mm-hmm. in like you know, let's build the products that they can buy. You know, is and I don't know if like we can. I don't know if I necessarily resent that because it's like, hey, you know, right. it's something to buy and like, you know, I'll buy handcrafted goods. I like it. You know, it's it's get nice. the word out there. You know, there's yeah. all these guys in Portland that are very talented and making things out of leather and wood yeah. and so forth. And when all of a sudden that gets more exposure over here in the boonies or, or wherever it may be, I'm all for that. Sure. And I'm trying to, I'm going to see if I can look it up here. Um, 
I mean, two of my friends like started making like leather aprons. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and they're based out of Seattle. And, like I grew up with them and they are blowing up. But again, it's like this, this, uh, culture of, um, oh man, wish I could remember what it's from, but yeah, I mean, there's that marketing culture mm-hmm. and, but I, I do really appreciate the, um, the resurgence of, of taking pleasure in building things by hand out of, especially out of good quality products. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, this is something I've discovered more and more in the, in like the past four years is just as I accumulate more vehicles, more tools and things, uh, you got to really appreciate when a tool is built right and built for the job. Um, and I've, I've, that's a cliche mm-hmm. thrown around. Oh, there's nothing like the right tool for a job, but it's very true. And um, especially the appreciation for good quality craftsmanship is, to me, um, a, a real benefit of the resurgence of kind of hipster craft, mm-hmm. local made products. Because uh, I, I, I'm not a hippie by any stretch, um, not green or uh, left leaning or anything. Right, because that would make you less of a man. It would. <laughs> it truly would. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but, but you've talked about you've I, talked I to me wasting things. Sure. Oh, yeah, right. me too. And, and, I would and, rather buy something for maybe twice the cost that's going to last five times as long. Right. And but, when like I'm the buying culture tools, of disposable, oh, like I it just it. drives me nuts. I mean, and it's not just that I you know hate the it's not that I like hate the environment because I'm a man and and so I want to <laughs> dump more stuff in in the dumps. Are you and, familiar with uh, Maddox? Oh, I've, I've heard a little he, bit. Like, he's yeah. like a complete satire of like, yeah. ultimate manliness. <laughs> you know, destroy the earth because I'm a man. Throw everything away. You know, I'm it's a just conservative like, Christian. Plastic burning held tomorrow. It, yeah, it's just like, yeah, that, like that sort of machoism. Like, right. is, yeah. And, is, oh, and, and there's a whole nother, you could go all into the um, uh, masculinity in churches today and hmm. the, the, the pendulum swings between the um you know the effeminate worship leader swinging back to no you have to be a man and you know men drink beer and men read theological books or what you know what you can you can take that and yeah and cram the manliness label into so many different areas but um but yeah there's nothing like a, a tool that you just say this is a serviceable tool that can be repaired right. uh, serviced um and could last me easily for my life and potentially my kids and grandkids could be using this. And is that worth $200 to me when, you know, I could buy the same tool for $20, but sometimes, you know, it just takes a few times of you going that cheap out, uh, way to, to realize when you, when you take a a sock at home and -hmm. you have to walk like five miles on foot to the store because your car's in pieces and you're working on your car and, and you get this this personal story. Oh, well, I, Okay. Don't ask me how I know, <laughs> but you get this riv at home and it's dark and it's cold and you have no means of transportation back to the store right. and you start torquing on some bolts and the, you hear a, like a popping grinding sound from within the ratchet and just parts start falling out of it. Yeah. Or you're watching the extension bar just like twist slowly in your hands. It's the worst. It is the worst. I've never experienced it. Oh, well, but neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I fully get that. You know, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I've, you know, 
looking at the things my grandpa's used and like, mm-hmm. you know, like some of it is still there, you know? And like, mm-hmm. if I think about the number of ratchet sets I've been through in the past two years, you right. know, it's or like I worked on a ranch once and I was issued this little sickle for cutting down thistles with from Ace <laughs> Hardware. And this thistle had a, a metal arm that, that extended from the wooden handle to the blade. And it was made of some sort of, uh, you know, pot, pot steel or pot mm-hmm. metal. Um, and so after whacking a few particularly tough thistles, it would just bend backwards. Yikes. And, you know, it's like you can get a sickle at a garage sale from 60 years ago to 90 years ago and properly properly cared for. It's going to last way longer than right. one of these Chinese models. Yeah. Nothing against the Chinese. My best friend's Chinese. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did find the name um, of that place. Hard Mill. Like, my friend makes huh. Hard Mill. Uh, they're, like, leather aprons. Like, awesome. he was featured in, like, New York Times. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool stuff. Um, I feel like... Ryan Berry. Filson I don't know if you know stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Berry. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, well, that's this is a good spot for us to take a break. Uh, maybe I'll ask Ryan if he wants to sponsor this hard mail. Uh, yeah. Give a hard mail a shout out. Uh, but no, we're going to go to break and uh, we'll come back and we'll start keep talking um, uh, goods and uh, just like hardworking, uh, you know, items. Like how does how does a man's wardrobe and items uh, make up Speaking a man? So, yeah. yeah, we'll be back. Uh, so, uh, I've got our sponsor for this portion of the podcast. It's, uh, the 50 caliber, uh, bottle opener. Um, this isn't the bullet. This isn't like the bullet with the thing, you know, carved out of it. This is right, an the actual casing with the cutout, the yeah. casing with the cutout. No, this is an actual 50 caliber bullet that will open your beer. This is the manliest thing I've seen, uh, since that bullet, but you're using actual bullets on this. Right. This is the coolest thing. Uh, apparently, they include with, with the with the bullet opener, which is the actual fifty cal bullet. They mm-hmm. include a, a firing mechanism. Right. It's it. not a gun. Technically, it is not. It is a gun. actually legal to be shipped everywhere except mm-hmm. California. Except California. Yeah. Um, yeah. This thing is amazing. Like it. It's able to track the metal on. On top of your the beer can, the it, beer can. it has pre-programmed shapes of common beer bottles mm-hmm. in it and laser guiding recognition. Right, and it just blows the top <laughs> off of these things. It's these amazing. So awesome. It's amazing. Uh, there is a note that first generation owners of this of this mechanism should be aware that there is a recall going out due to some error in the actual beer bottle recognition right. software. Right, right. Uh, but yeah. other than that... Gen 1. This yeah. is Gen 2. They've yes. really updated it. Um, you know, you there just, were some unfortunate incidents. There were. Um, make sure you place your beer bottle in a clear open area. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure there's a good backstop. Um, not in your hand. Not in your for hand. For example. Yeah, this is not good. Uh, the guys on Jackass tried doing this, <laughs> and uh, uh, one of them was hospitalized and yes. ended up having to get reconstructive hand surgery. So please don't do not replicate uh that please do open your beer bottles safely and remember to drink responsibly yes of course drink responsibly and again if you own that first generation remember there is a callback um or uh yeah recall recall a safety recall on on those so um go to tinyurl.com slash 50 uh 50 cal opener uh 50 cal opener 50 cal opener get your own today yeah there's Uh, nothing manly use use the code um luke takia uh for an extra 10 percent off that's rolling 
sir. Oh, hi there. How's it going? Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, doing well. Uh, doing well. So, so is this okay. uh, where they uh, they do the microphone thing? Oh, th- this is the microphone thing. Um, there's a gentleman named uh, Luke that normally uh, is host- hosting this, but... Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. Well, I heard about this Luke fella, and I decided I'd come on down. Okay, well, he stepped out for a minute somewhere. I'm not sure why, but... Um, what can I do for you? What's your name? Uh, Trampus Petska. Okay. I'm a, I'm a cowboy, professional cowboy. Professional? Professional cowboy, PCRA. Okay. Oh, wow. So uh, like rodeos and stuff. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, I hail from Pflugerville, Texas, but I'm uh, just uh, hanging out here in uh, up here in Oregon and uh, kind of checking out your rodeo that you got here. Yeah, you got sure. that Chief Joseph days and uh, yep. kind of checking it out up here. Yep. Chief Joseph, I'm not sure... Uh, he had anything to do with um, with uh, establishing ranch rodeos, but yes, uh, right, right, right. Well, you know, you gotta pay your respects though to oh, the yeah. native the native people who uh, who have sure, uh, been here. So that's that's why we named the rodeos after the natives. Uh, sure. Do you go to the rodeo? I have. Yes. Have um, you heard of me? Uh, mm, Trampus. Trampus Pitska. Yeah, uh, kind of rings a bell, maybe. And that's right. Well, awards. Uh, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I won twenty three k. Wow. A couple weeks ago, yep, yep, Team is Roper. Where, is that the the funding behind the gold tooth? Uh, yep, yep, that's right. That's where I got this gold tooth here. Wow. Uh, got this in Austin, Texas. Um, Ooh, how'd you lose the tooth? Lost the tooth. Funny story. You'd think it was rodeoing. I would, yes. But it wasn't. Really? Um, are you familiar with Pflugerville, Texas at all? I really haven't heard of it. You haven't heard? Oh, Pflugerville is a great little, great little town. Um, but my, one of the best things that you can do in Pflugerville and, uh, you know, um, is, uh, this place called, uh, the Hawaiian Falls Pflugerville. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Hawaiian Falls? Well, I guess I re- you haven't heard well, of No, I haven't. Pfluger- mm-hmm. Pflugerville is pretty big. It's bigger than here. It's about 60,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's quite a bit bigger yeah. than here. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. But anyways, I was at the Hawaiian Falls, um, just kind of cooling off. It's kind of a water park, you know? Sure. I've heard um, of falls before. Yeah. Well. Like Multnomah Falls. Well, but it's, it's more of kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like a water park with okay, slides you. and, you know, all that, all that kind of jazz. Um, like, was there a natural falls there, and then they kind of developed it out? Or? Nope, nope. There's, okay. uh, it's Texas, so well, there's not much natural okay. groundwater. Though sense. we are close to Colorado. We're about 15 sure. miles from the Colorado, but nothing to do with that. It's all man-made. Okay, and and so Hawaiian, it's not even pretending to be any sort of natural source. Just Nope, let's nope. Let's just call it Hawaiian. Just it's the Hawaiian even. Falls. You know, we, you know, people in Texas, they don't like to leave Texas, but they kind of like to feel like they do. Sure. So, uh, well, it's big enough. You, yeah. You can kind of feel like you're somewhere else. Exactly. A lot of people... T- come to Pflugerville on their honeymoons um, because it's the Hawaiian Falls. You know, they don't want to go to Maui. They don't, you know, it's too far. A lot of folks, they're afraid of planes. Um, I'm not. I've got my own private jet, not to brag, but, you know, I'm doing pretty well as a professional cowboy. (laughs) I see that. But, you know, uh, but, yeah, people go to Pflugerville to the Hawaiian Falls. So I was at these Hawaiian Falls, and uh, I was coming down, and, uh, you know, I was uh, 17 at the time. And, uh, you know, I was flirting with the lifeguards and, uh, you know, she let some kid go down and then uh, she wasn't paying attention and she told me I could go down and uh, I went down and well, let's just say there was a collision (laughs) at the bottom of those Hawaiian falls and, uh, out falls my tooth, you know? So, uh, so that's where I get this gold tooth. Um, you know, so I started out in the rodeos. I was doing, uh, mini bowls. Sure. Are you familiar, familiar yeah, with the I've mini seen bulls? The mini bulls. Yeah. Well, let me explain it to you. When you're 13 okay. and uh, you get to ride the mini bulls, they're uh, kind of like 
like big bowls, but they're mini. Sure. Okay. I can I can envision that now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically what it sounds like. Like they're they're big, but, but yeah. So small. it's so so you start kids small, you know. Sure. So if they get trampled, you know, it's it's only by like a uh, a thousand pound beast instead of like a, a one ton beast. Sure. So, so um, double the size when, yeah. when they get bigger. Yeah. So I was already a rodeo star by the time I was seventeen. Wow. Um. But uh, I've I've been doing the circuit now for a while. I don't ride bulls anymore. Body okay. can't take it. Sure. Well, how old are you now? I'm 25. Okay. And so, uh, how recently were multi billionaire? Not that I'm wow. bragging or anything. So you won um, 23k, but you're a multi billionaire. Yeah. Well, that's just small potatoes. Okay. So you- yeah, you go to Cheyenne, you go to these big ones, you can get a whole lot of money, and uh, and you have. I have, and really, where the money really is is in the um, in the sponsorships. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Got myself a lot of sponsorships. Okay, and how do you do that? Um, well, the thing is, once you start winning, you know people people want to see your and name up there, you. and they're like, "Hey, Trampus, mm-hmm. um, I want you to promote Dodge, and uh, okay. you know yeah. we'll official, give you official official truck of the that's right PRCA. official official truck of the PRCA, and uh, so um, and it's my official truck. Everyone right. should drive a Dodge. Sure. I'm super happy about Dodge. So. Um, um, I actually have to mention Dodge five times in this uh, this advertising here. I think so. you're at four, maybe. Yep, yep. So we're going to hold off here okay. and uh, not going to talk about Yep, build some tension. You never know when I'm going to drop it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I've got some other sponsorships. Skull, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that sponsorship actually has waned a lot. People are not into the chew. Mm. Losing as, too many teeth. Well, that and the lobbies, you, you know, they're just out there kind oh, of, uh, sure. you know, they don't want the kids exposed to the cha. Right. You know, and so. Um, Not everyone can afford gold teeth. That's right. That's lose. right. Um, I've been, uh, yep. I've been uh, chewing for a while now, but uh, I've my, my dentist told me I should probably uh, cut back. Mm. I've been uh, having some gum issues lately. Sure. Um, but I can afford some more gold teeth, you know. My, maybe I'll just even out the look. Sure. Um. But yeah, so Flugelville, do they? Um, is that where does the Flugel name come Fl- from? Flugerville. Fluger. Okay. Flugerville. Nothing to do with flugelhorns. Uh, I don't know anything about the fluger. Oh, fluger. Flu- okay. Flugerhorn. Flugelhorn. Flu- flugerhorn. Yeah, flugerhorn. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I've I'm not familiar with these horns. What are these horns? Well, there's something called a flugelhorn, but. The flugerhorn may be something that that's used. But uh, what's what what in Texas to communicate with um, members of your ranch or I don't know uh, flugerhorn. I've never heard of that. But well, it's Flugerville. It's uh, sure. spelled with a silent P. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. It's a P F L U G E R V I L L E. Oh, all right. Yeah, I definitely never Flugerville. Heard of that. Yeah, so uh, I don't. Silent. But I want to hear more about these horns. Where are these horns? Oh uh, well, a flugelhorn uh, is just, you know, um, I think it's I've heard of it in in the context of like a orchestra. So. Uh, so it's uh, like a French horn. That's well, that's what. Are you just impression. mispronouncing French? No, no, it's it's flugel, but it doesn't have a p though. Okay. But maybe it used to. Interesting. No, a flugelhorn. Is it is it one of these brass instruments? Yes, it's it's brass, um, but it can be spelled F L U E G E L horn, or F L U with an umlaut over it. With with an umlaut? Umlaut. Um, it's German, but oh, yeah, okay, German. yeah. That's that's a ways away from Texas, though. But yep. you probably have like a 
Bavarian town or something in Texas, so people don't have to go to Germany. Um, that's true. There is a, I think it's a new Sweden right next to Pflugerville. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so maybe it's, uh, it's got something to do with the Swiss. I don't know. Uh, they are, the Swiss were actually run out of Pflugerville back in uh, mm. uh, 1854. Um, so there's actually not much left of the uh, Swiss. Um, we sure. kind of named it kind of new new uh new sweden just kind of our respect for sure our well history. you can kind of do that with uh like the uh, native americans as well mm-hmm. is uh run them out but then name something after right them. like your rodeo right like the rodeo yeah, is what exactly. i was leading up to is exactly. it's a little bit more convenient than still having them around it is way more convenient um i you know i don't know anything about your your engines up here but uh you know the swiss down in they the swiss were not welcome mm. uh down there I in understand. texas um they were they're they're cold weather folk and uh, i don't know if you know much about texas but it's very hot i've heard that it's a very hot place but uh that's why we like it and Mm -hmm. the swiss well let's just say they did not thrive i could see that they did not thrive so um so you all been talking about manliness and uh so i just want to come on here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and uh so i just want to come on and talk about uh um how cowboys can be manly men wear pink and and yep that's right wear Mm -hmm. pink um you know we we can be sensitive top we can be sensitive to the engines you know and the the people who used to live here um you know i am a cowboy poet Mm -hmm. um in in my spare time and uh so you know i like to get in touch with my feelings but i think uh that's an essential part of being a man is uh to be in touch with one's feelings and uh, so I do the cowboy poetry. Are you familiar with cowboy poetry? I have heard of cowboy poetry, yeah. Uh, kind of a um, holdover from the trail days. and the, That's right, that's right. The bunkhouse uh, poetry recitings. You got to keep yourself occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I try to kind of put away my technological devices as I'm in my Learjet sure. flying from uh, rodeo to rodeo. Um, I like to just kind of pull out a pen and paper, kind of like a, pretend my own cabin. Yeah. You know, they, they call it the cabin kind of, of the airplane, and that's that's my cabin. Uh, and uh, so I write poetry in my cabin. You could uh, you could even put up some, some pictures of, of uh, like, log walls and things on your flat screens. That that I do, that I do. I've got a crackling fire on uh, one of the screens. It's uh, very homey. Mm-hmm. Um, kind with, of, with the audio. And mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It, it definitely helps the uh, me get into the art of... Uh, of get the, away from, from the technology. Exactly, exactly. Get away from the technology, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm on the road a lot as a, as a professional cowboy. Uh, I can imagine. And um, pe- professional uh, rodeo tour, as mm-hmm. you might say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, that's, that's my way to get away from it all. Well, you know, um, Luke and I were talking earlier a little bit about, um, you know, Louis L'Amour and, and sort of that, the spirit of manliness. Um, and Louis L'Amour often mentions, um, you may have heard of him. He's definitely been to Texas and probably even to Flugelville. I've heard of that guy. Yeah. He, uh, um, he definitely talks about cowboys, um, being very familiar with, um, Shakespeare and, and some of the other early, uh, poets and having a surprising amount of, um, sensitivity education that you wouldn't expect that's right folks folks don't understand that uh us cowboys you know we we got bleeding hearts too and mm-hmm. uh that that louis l'amour mm-hmm. uh he he gets yeah, us that's that there's french mm-hmm. that's and right it's, it's uh m- maybe even uh 
Flugel could be a mispronunciation of, of a French name. It's very possible. That's very sensitive. Very sensitive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we had some French people in Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about Texas, but mm-hmm. we're we're sort of close to Louisiana. A lot of French people oh, yeah. over there. Sure. And, uh, and get some sensitivity mm-hmm. in, in flux. Yep, kind of, we do. Um, we do. But we immigration, we, right? But we uh, try to keep some of that black magic over and uh, out out, well, sure. out of Texas because we're we're God fearing folk. Right, and, and uh, the Bible in in one pocket and Plutarch's lives in the other pocket. I don't know who that fellow is, but we, I definitely ke- like sure. to keep books in my pocket. Well, that's what Lila Moore, Lila oh. Moore talks about. Okay, mm-hmm. the Bible and and Plutarch's lives, is right? Kind of the two essential books. But is is Plutarch? Does he got an ebook? Because uh, I might want to read him on my ebook. Oh, I've got I think, a Kindle. I think there is an ebook of of Plutarch. He died a long time ago, but others have carried on the torch well that that'd be real nice i might i might have to uh, look this uh plutarch up afterwards yeah it's it's kind of one of those things that um one cowboy will pass hold, on to hold the on other. hold on hold yeah. on was there not a character named plutarch in the hunger games uh, i have not is actually, it the same fella no I, is this a fictional author who's written is this one of these like viral marketing things where like no. the hunger games has taken the plutarch because i think plutarch ran the games like the mm. second games, I think it was a Plutarch who ran them. So this is the fellow Plutarch's lives. He's running about the lives uh, of the children who lives. Maybe they're trying to do something um, kind of artistic with that. Oh, I see. So, so it's not the same Plutarch. No, no. So no, his lives are not about the lives of uh, Katniss and Peta. No, definitely not. Okay, all um, right. Peta is not a man. So that well, he's kind of a baker boy. Okay, you know, yes. kind of becoming a man. Mm. You know. Um, he's, he survives sure. the Hunger Games. I would say that is a manly feat. Um, depends on um, how he survives the Hunger Games, I would say. Um, so you think it would have been more manly to perhaps die? Possibly, in some cases. Well, this, this is an intriguing turn of events because I've always viewed living as a very manly pursuit. Hmm. So perhaps I could yeah. be a more manly man if I had died. Perhaps it depends on the situation. I once was say. kicked in the head by a horse. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, hold on. I've got a phone call coming in right now. Probably a sponsor. Uh, hello, this is Trampus. Um, go go for Trampus. Well, hello. Yes, he is. I I will let her know. Uh, uh, well, I will let him know that you have told told him such. All right, all right, will do. Fare the well. Your wife got my number, and she was concerned because you did not text. Oh, okay. Yes, um, Luke and I did get um, talking rather swiftly earlier in the evening, and she said Luke had given her my number. Because Luke said he would be here for this interview. Now, will Luke be showing up for this interview? Where, no, where is that's this? That's a good question. I, I was under the impression that Luke was coming right back, but we've been talking for quite a while. Um, well, no worries. I'm, I'm quite enjoying this talk, and sure, uh, you are opening my mind, sir. It's very interesting to talk with you as well, Trampus. And um, as far as uh, manliness and, and um, death, uh, I think in a lot of time, uh, there, there are a lot of situations when... Um, the most manly thing to do is to continue living. Um, for example, getting hit in the head, uh, manliness, um, 
would respond I, by continuing to live. Um, right. Even if you get if in the if, if I had died at Hawaiian Falls, that would not have been a manly death. No, I don't think the the lifeguard that you were flirting with would have been impressed. This is true. She was quite impressed that I lost a tooth. I invited her to prom. She did turn me down, though. Mm. Well, losing a tooth can be seen as sort of a, a microcosm of of death, mm. um, but not not. It, in proportion to the events and the circumstances, colliding with a small child on the Hawaiian Falls is not an appropriate time to completely expire. Maybe just uh, lose a tooth. Perhaps, perhaps, yes. I did take it like a man uh, with very minimal amounts of screaming. So Very good. Um, there are times when it's more manly to die if you're um, hiding behind, uh, well, as we say out west, and I'm sure you've heard this in Texas, the hiding behind the skirts of some woman. Right, um, right. That would not be a manly way to survive. Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays it, it could be hiding behind pantsuits or whatnot because uh, could be that. Um, you know, uh, women's equality. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this, but women can vote now and wear indigenous colored pantsuits. This is this is very true. I, it's uh, kind of one of those little tributes to the to the natives mm-hmm. of various lands. Yes, yes. I've seen I have seen these at uh, places such as American Apparel. Mm. Um, I think that urban outfitters, urban outfitters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, uh, people call it a misappropriation. I call it a celebration. There you go. And, uh, so I'm, I don't I'm, necessarily welcome the persons represented by these textiles, but we do represent, we do represent them right, right. in a respectful manner. Exactly. Exactly. We're glad that they're gone, but we will celebrate. There we go. <laughs> now, is it a celebration of them or of the fact that they're gone? Well, you it know, kind of gets blended together. It, it's it's a very gray line, and uh, you know, I for one, I'm not I I am not a smart enough man to parse that out. Well, I don't think it would be wise to. No, but uh, I have attempted at times in poetry to mm. uh, deal with these issues to sort of illuminate the gray line exactly exactly show that it is gray uh, that is a that is a wonderful th- illuminate the gray line i'm gonna have to write that one down feel free. Uh, illuminate the gray line all right that that is that is some inspiration right there well thank you that's some inspiration yeah, i'm glad to help i'm yes. always a, a fan and a supporter of the the arts and yes especially yeah. the cowboy poetry and manly arts Yes. Oh, yeah. The manly arts of mm-hmm. uh, of cowboy poetry. Yes. Um, uh, none of this uh, frilly stuff. No. We just uh, talk about daily life. There we go. You know, it's uh, you know, we're not ta- talking to uh, you know James Joyce and none of these none of these frilly people. That guy couldn't even Walt- punctuate. Exactly. No punctuation. You know, even even this Walt guy, Walt Whitman. You know, I'm not impressed. He uh, he's not not very direct. Hmm. Too many metaphors. If Directness you ask me. is a virtue. It for is cowboy poetry. It is. It is. Um, I would like to share a piece that I've written, mm. if that is all right. Of course. This one is uh, called "Going to the Rodeo." I would like to go to the rodeo, but I have no money, you know, to go to the rodeo to see them bucks and broncs. A buckin' to see those trucks a truckin' a dodge. I have no money though for which to go to the rodeo. Oh deep, oh how deep is my woe a woe likening to the natives 
that I do not have the money to go to the rodeo. Wander on, I must go to sow my seeds of poetry, for I have no money to go to the rodeo. That one I call uh, no money to go to the rodeo. Wow. Thank you for the, uh, sharing that with us. You're, you're very today, welcome. Trampus. Um, that was a touching piece. Um, I liked the... Um, I like the tribute to the natives in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. The sorrow. Very much. Uh, we, you know, got to respect the sorrow that was caused upon those folks. Yes. Um, so uh, that's that's just a sampling. I am mm-hmm. putting together a book of my poetry. Um, Our listeners may um, may wish to be informed when the when the title comes out and you'll be in contact. Definitely. I it uh perhaps may be illuminating gray lines through the power of words. Um a collection of poems by Trampus uh, Petska. That is a working title, of course. Of course. Um but we'll tell our listeners to um go ahead and uh, uh keep their eyes out for keep, that hitting the shelves. Keep an eye out. I think uh Luke has said that he will help promote that once that goes up so that I look for that on uh on his website. I do mm-hmm. not I do not use the websites again. Um, I try to avoid all technology when I'm in my cabin. Um, the, the Learjet cabin. The Learjet cabin. I try to avoid all technology just to surround myself with the uh, LCD illuminations of uh, log cabins and uh, the wood fire. Because mm. um, they don't allow fires on uh, actual planes. I mm. would if I could, but I cannot put fire upon my plane. That's a uh, that's a cowboy haiku. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Um, basically, you just uh, say what you want to say in uh, a syncopated rhythm. Hmm. Um, no rules. Too many rules uh, ruin good poetry. It's restrictive. It is restrictive. And uh, cowboys are all about the open west. And uh, so we embrace that both in the open land and in our open poetry. It is a, uh, as you might call, open cowboy verse. Hmm. Um, open range. Open range verse. Open range verse. Yep, that is uh, that is uh, a label that has been put upon many of my poems. Um, just kind of blow the words blow across the uh, land and uh, blow across my page as well, like a tumbleweed. Lo- exactly. Um, but uh, again, with that like whole like thing, I mean similes are okay because you you're being very direct. It is like this. Mm. Um, but director know. still would be to say. My words are tumbleweeds. Exactly. Exactly. Blowing across the pages and the lines. Well, yes. That's more of a metaphor. Well, um, metaphors are a little bit more direct. This is this is true. This is true. You know exactly what mm-hmm. the imagery is supposed to be about. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just say the tumbleweeds represent words. You have to say the words are tumbleweeds. There you go. And uh, uh, directness, uh, again being a manly virtue very manly uh, virtue do not beat around the bush uh, you don't beat around the bush um in the right. rodeo arena you do not they clear they clear the arena of bushes mm-hmm. um so that you do not injure yourself again with words if you are in the bushes with your words if you are uh navigating as if there is no meaning and you do not know where you're going um that is not good hmm. you have to know exactly what you're going to say clear the area of bushes be a word bushwhacker. Be a word bushwhacker. Ooh, perhaps that'll be the title of my new book. Mm. Word bushwhacker. 
Um, again, not a sympathizer with the South. I don't know the bushwhacker, uh, famously, uh, adopted by the, uh, Southern militias out in the territories. Um, more of a Jayhawker myself. Um, I like to be on the right side of history, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, the winning side, the w- exactly always the winning side. Um, I am a winner. I don't know if I mentioned that I have a very large belt buckle. Um, perhaps you can see it kind of peeking up over the table. Oh, there it is. Wow. A- yes. That's uh that belt buckles, um, almost up to your chest. Yes, it is. It is a, uh, 23 inches by 26 inches. Wow. Um, it's, a little uncomfortable, but uh, I feel that it is worth it to let people know I am a winner. Hmm. Kind of a projection of your bank account. Exactly. Um, it's not always feasible to inform everyone that you meet, look, I'm a multimillionaire. Right. Well, I but feel your like, belt buckle can do that for you. And I feel it ties my outfit together from the gold tooth to the gold belt buckle to my gold spurs. It uh, just kind of ties it all together. And uh, I think, you know, we're talking about men being manly men mm-hmm. and uh, looking good. Sure. And uh, that being an aspect of a man. And I like to look good. And uh, so, again, makes me a manly man. I've survived many things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I'm very humble. I'm a very humble. Again, humility is uh, not false humility. No. Um, but True uh, humility. Exactly. A, a manly virtue. Exactly. Truth. Truth and directness. I am humble. And I would like to state that. Well, thank you, Travis. Or Trampus. Trampus. That's yes. right. That That is my not name. Not to be confused with trampled. No, I was not no, trampled. Not, not trampled. He's Trampus. Trampus. Yep. Uh, it's got some sort of Latin ending. I don't really know what that means. Um, but uh, people say it's a good thing to not be. It's. I think it means anti-trample or Probably. something like that. That's, that's what my mom told me hmm. uh, when I first started rodeoing. Well, this has been a absolute pleasure. I hope to be back again. We hope you will. Um, I hope it's after I've published my book, mm-hmm. um, working title. Um, perhaps it will be uh, illuminating gray lines, um, or word bushwhacker, or word bur- illuminating gray lines as a, a word as a wor- word bushwhacker by Trampus Petska. And that way, you're kind award-winning of award-winning PCRA. Of course. Yeah. Part of your title. Or you could mm-hmm. work word bushwhacker into your title. This is true. Kind of bushwhackers kind of again. Bushwhacking through the great lines. Carrying on the theme of uh, um, a nod or tribute to to those who were on the wrong side of history. Exactly. Exactly. We we wanna we wanna respect honor them. them, respect them. We're glad they're gone. We are glad they're gone. We're um but we wanna honor them. So well, thank you so much. I feel like you've contributed to my story very much. Mm. Um, Likewise, I'm sure Trampus. I I hope I can be back. I hope I can meet this Luke fella when I, I come. I don't know where he went. Um, uh, nor do I, but I do have to catch my jet. My pilot has uh, queued up the cabin. I have a alert saying that uh, my cabin has been queued. Mm, all right. And uh, so I will get on board and be Is on my way. Is that what those uh, smoke signals were? Uh, yes, yes, uh, that's, they, I, uh, for a second there, I thought maybe we were talking about some sort of technological alert. N- oh, no, 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 I realized no. the smoke. No, no, there. no, no, no. I only answer phone calls from numbers I do not know, such as your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all of my close friends, I ask, please communicate to me via anything besides, um, technological devices, telegrams. Such as um, the, the smoke of your, your burning homestead. Yes, of course. Um, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, bonfires and whatnot. Uh, smoke signals, again, a tribute to an older art form from a people who are no longer with us. Mm. Um, 
and a culture that is no longer with us. But again, thank you so much. Um, it was a pleasure to meet you. I don't believe I got your name. It's Matthew. Matthew, that is a good cowboy name. It is thank a you. pleasure to meet you. Come visit me in Pflugerville sometime. I'll have to do that. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank All right. you. Thank you for being on the show today, Trampus. And I'm back. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, I'm sorry I kept you waiting so long. Yeah, no problem. There was this guy. Just uh, you can see him walking over to his plane. Oh shoot, was that Trampus? Yeah, Trampus. He 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 knew you and oh, sounded I... like you had talked to him maybe about promoting a book or something. But he ran into me at the store and just started spouting yeah. poetry and talking about how he wanted to promote his new book and how he's a cowboy. And I was like, this would be a great guest. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, we had a little bit of dialogue. I hope the recorder was on or something. But oh, man, I hope that was yeah, on. Yeah, he shared some sh- some of his poetry and feel like we really had a, a profitable dialogue. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to invite him back on. I'm going to have to get a hold of him. Um, yeah, smoke signals, I think, um, was his preferred method of communication. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, here's my phone. Um, shoot, I left my phone here. Oh, your wife called. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I... That wasn't Trampus's phone. He thought, yeah, he thought maybe you'd given him my wife's number. I thought that was kind of strange, but it makes sense. He was answering your okay. phone. Yeah, I was wondering. Okay, where okay, yeah, because huh. no, he was saying he was saying he um he tries to shun the the technology. Um, oh well, yeah. I did give him both your number and um, Robin's oh, okay. uh, yeah. earlier. So. Okay, well, yeah, that's no problem. I mean, I'd love to keep in touch with him. It sounded like he he was inviting me to um. Come visit him in uh, Flugelville sometime. Oh, yeah, Flugerville or Flugerville. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah. with the silent P. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I've heard of it. So yeah, well, cool. Thank you so much for being here, Matthew. Yeah, no problem. This has been a uh, very interesting episode. I hope um, people enjoy our conversation on manliness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully we can pick pick up some threads another time. But thank sure. you so much. Do you have anything you want to tell people about? We talk uh, nothing. Okay. You know, just, Word of uh, advice, books people should look up. Sure. Um, I mean, as always, uh, the Bible, uh, Plutarch's Lives, kind of the Louis L'Amour go-tos there mm-hmm. uh, from a very manly man. Um, uh, I guess life is um, too short for cheap whiskey, cheap women, and uh, cheap cigars. So um, This is true. Words to live by there. And cheap tools. Cheap tools, that's yeah. right. Oh, yep. man, cheap tools are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matthew. Um, thank again, you, Luke. Uh, check out our stuff, um, luketopiacomedy.com, um, for other sketch videos, um, our old improv show, um, and other stuff. Uh, thank you. Subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Luke Talkie is part of the Luke Topia Network. Check out our other podcast, Luke Topia, an improv podcast on the iTunes podcast store. We also have sketch comedy talk show called Hindsight. Check it all out. LukeTopiaComedy.com. You can follow me, Luke, at Luke Zwan on Twitter. 